What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Season Gaming BitCast episode 105, and we have one hell of a show for you today. So you've got myself, Porsche Power, otherwise known as Ainsley Bowden. I think I'm known as Porsche Power more often. We've got Dan. Don't touch his Chipotle Rodriguez rolling with us today. Damn right. <laughs> known today as Virtualized Geometry, a very appropriate name for our uh, our guest today. We've got Bert, our favorite wet blanket from south of the border, back in the house with us today. Bert, welcome, wet. sir. It's going to get wet in here today. <laughs> <laughs> we, I didn't expect that response, but okay, we're going to keep going. And uh, a special guest today, we've got Charles McGregor. If you don't know Charles McGregor, he is the founder of Tribe Games, the developers of HyperDot. And he's going to be joining us for the start of this big cast, probably for the first 20, 30 minutes or so. And we're going to talk about his experience with uh, ID at Xbox, uh, Game Pass, you know, his history in coding and development. So, Charles, thank you for joining. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for having me yeah it's awesome awesome. it's awesome so charles i know we uh you know bert and i had the pleasure of meeting you last year at e3 during the um uh one of the uh, xbox kind of presentations they had in the theater there Uh, i remember you telling me they had welcomed you to come out and show your game which uh for a very small development team uh correct me if i'm wrong but you're a development team of one uh yes <laughs> so uh i i just found that really really cool right that's uh, you talking about one of the biggest publishers and developers in the world biggest software giant in the world uh inviting you a single person development studio to show off their game um to hundreds and thousands of people so i thought that was fantastic and it was a real joy talking to you last year so um i want to talk to you today about hyperdot now that it's out in the wild it's been out for a few months just entered game pass recently um so really excited about it so thanks for coming on yeah, no, thanks so much. Yeah, and uh, likewise on the uh, meeting you last year, it was uh, I was like through the moon, uh, through the moon. <laughs> it, it was crazy. I'm sure it's surreal. Yeah, so let's let's uh, we're gonna kind of we've got some several questions for you, kind of break it up uh, between the panel here, but let's let's go back to the beginning. So let's talk about you know your background in gaming, uh, what you grew up with, uh, really what got you into the gaming into gaming in the first place. Sure. Um, so uh, what got me in the game was actually my dad. Um, so my dad awesome. was uh, into video games uh, like he had the NES and, and things like that. My first uh, ever system that I ever played was Super Nintendo. Uh, so I grew up playing like uh, Donkey Kong Country, Super Mario World and things like that. And like, uh, and that's one heck of a way to like start off is to play those kind of games. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, so from there, like, I really had like a passion for video game. Um, so, uh, but eventually, uh, I found a a time, I believe it was a time magazine, uh, about a little girl that said, uh, that started her own, um, bakery business. I was like, oh, I want to do that, but for video games. Uh, (laughs) So I asked my dad, um, to, uh, who is also a computer scientist, so he knows how to uh, program and things. Um, and I asked awesome. him, hey, can you teach me how to how to code? Uh, so he sat me down and uh, taught me and my brother how to how to code. And then my brother was like, I don't like coding. <laughs> <laughs> so how old were you when you started coding then, like originally? Uh, originally, I want to, okay, so it's, it's varied over the years because I uh, keep forgetting. I want to say it was between 8 and 11. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I was around then. Um, that was when me and my brother first started learning how to code. Then he dropped off, but now uh, he came back on 
because he uh, rediscovered like, oh, you can do other things than coding for video games. <laughs> Full-time job coding. So excellent. Yeah, I was gonna say coding's used for more than just games. You know, a little bit. So <laughs> give a shout out to some of our guys joining us. Carl, Elo, great to see you, Elo. Awesome to see you here live. Kel, I see you. Dizzy, Lucky Paul, thanks for joining, guys. All right. Um, so let's talk about Hyperdot. Um, so where did the idea for Hyperdot, Hyperdot, excuse me, Hyper. originate? Um, you know, what first kind of were your inspirations for developing a game like it? Um, so it originally started out as uh, a college research pa uh, paper uh, oh. about anti-piracy techniques in video games. Really? Wow. It's, yeah, it's a stretch. Um, so <laughs> the dot was your game, and then the different shapes were pirates. Um, the class had nothing to do with video games. I just really wanted to make a game at that point. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so it was literally just um, four people in a, on a, in a circle and just dodging. Um, at the time, it was squares, uh, triangles, and uh, hexagons were in the game. Um, okay. And it was just that was it, and that's all you, that's all you did. Um, but then eventually uh, I showed it off at a local event um, and people encouraged me to keep working on it um, and things like that. So I was like, oh, yeah, and I really was enjoying playing it. Uh, I found myself uh, play the game like for 15 minutes at a time, even though I had like <laughs> two days left to finish the game. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I do enjoy working on this. Uh, so then I eventually completely pulled away from that anti-piracy angle. Um, <laughs> But I do have a couple of references in the game about it being called anti-piracy. <laughs> That's awesome. That is really, really cool. Dan, I don't know if you've got anything specific you want to jump into. I don't want to just take well, over the whole interview. Yeah, no, you're fine. I, you know, my, my question, you know, I kind of posted you know, it, to you guys, like, how has Game Pass kind of factored into your, you know, how, well, first of all, how has the response been to the game um, that you've seen? Oh. Yeah, it's been uh, amazing. Um, it's been really great to, especially uh, since it's been on Game Pass, it's just been great to hear like floods of people um, coming in and uh, uh, like giving feedback, uh, telling me like, oh, hey, I really like this. Um, I really enjoy this. Or like this uh, brought me back to playing uh, so-and-so game. And I'm like, oh, yes, this was totally inspired by Geometry Wars, awesome. uh, uh, Super Hexagon and things like that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been awesome. And how, how was that process, you know, working with uh, Xbox uh, through Game Pass, you know, like in terms of players, how many people have you seen? Did you get those numbers and everything from, from them? Uh, yes. Um, so right now, at as we uh, are recording live right now, uh, we are at uh, over 120,000 people wow. uh, have been uh, playing Hyperdot, which is just, no, I, I just don't understand. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. Really? Not into the numbers where it's hard for me to fathom how many people there are. Um, a lot of people are like stadiums, and I'm like, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred twenty thousand for a, a game like that is, is incredible. So, um, how is that? And we'll get to ID at Xbox too, because I'm kind of curious about that process. But uh, since we're on the Game Pass uh, topic here, so how was that process uh, for you? And I know there's contractual details that get involved and we don't have to get into all of that, right? But was that an easy process? Do you approach Microsoft or the Xbox team for that? Did they approach you? Like, how, what, can you walk us through how that exactly worked and, and how you found it uh, as it being a small studio? 
Yeah. Um, so uh, fortunately, I do have an awesome uh, publisher. Uh, I have a, it's also a small uh, publisher. Uh, okay. Uh, cool. Four people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, uh, we were able to, uh, in our case, we approached uh, Microsoft. We were like, hey, we would we fit. Um, <laughs> that's largely uh, how we got the ball rolling. And because we were on uh, the idea at Xbox. Um, uh, track already for like when we met at uh, E3, we're yes. already on the Xbox uh, track. Yep. Uh, it was really easy for us to uh, get in communication with them because uh, we were like sit literally sitting right there um, and talking and stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. So it seems like a rather seamless process. Um, and and based on what you told me last year as well when we talked and and what I'm hearing you say right now is uh, it's really um, uh, supportive. Right, really supportive of of you and and development and getting the game out there and kind of in front of people. Yeah, uh, like uh, this, like last year has was surreal. Um, it like checked off so many boxes of uh, dreams that I've had. Uh, like going to E three period uh, was one, but then let alone doing that, I was on on the Microsoft stage, like alongside. Uh, there was uh, Ghost Recon was right next to me, and then <laughs> yeah, I remember, right, yeah. I was like, what? This doesn't, the HyperDot doesn't make sense to be next to these. Uh, yeah, I've, I've played HyperDot more than Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's just like they've been super supportive. They uh, brought us out to, uh, so GDC last year, uh, E3, and then PAX West. Uh, so we wow. were able to uh, go out, out to the, all of those different events uh, with Xbox and stuff. And it's just been uh, crazy. That is crazy. That's um, that's fantastic support for for indie, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Bert, you you there? You doing all right? I think so. I think so. I keep getting <laughs> dropped and then back, and then I had to re reinstall my USBs into a different uh, driver down here. So I think I'm good. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yep, yep. you're loud and clear now. So yeah. cool. Hey, Mads Gaming. Thanks. Thanks for stopping by, brother. Good to see you. All right, uh, Charles. So uh, and Bert, please jump in at any point here. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask Charles, uh, we, I think we talked about this last year, but I actually forget about the music in the game. So it's, oh. I think it's one of the most memorable aspects of the game. Um, and I, the tracks are just, they get stuck in your head. You know, it's really kind of cool electronica tracks. So did you develop or uh, do those yourself as well, or did you work with someone else on those? Uh, yeah, no, I uh, made those myself as well. I'm also a, <laughs> I'm also a musician. Uh, so I'm a jazz musician. I play alto sax. That's wow. awesome. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I, I really wanted to uh, have the music be less in your face because I know that sometimes you might be playing a level over and over and over. Um, so <laughs> I didn't want to have the music restart every time that you start a level. That would be really annoying. Uh, uh, and I called that out in my review as well as one of the <laughs> design decisions you made to keep the music fluid regardless of restarting and the menus was was a great design decision. Yeah, uh, Thank you so much. Yeah, and um, the other thing that I wanted to do is just not have the music be like super uh, anxiety, like like you're on edge. Always. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Dan might not be with us here today if he did. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. Um, but uh, but that's totally appropriate in certain games, like Doom. That would be like that is yes the identity of Doom and, and how it gets you popped up. And I need to be in your face all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to have a more subdued kind of uh, soundtrack. 
So Charles, on the um, on the topic of music, do you have any inspiration from like other DJs or anything? I know I I used to DJ a little bit in my early twenties, and some of the music that was kind of coming through sounded a lot like some trance or some dream trance that was going. Maybe some ATB, yeah. Armin Van Buren, things like that. It sounded a lot like you maybe have inspirations from there. Is there anything that is coming from there? Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, the most direct influence that I have uh, in terms of electronic would be. Um, so there's Zircon, uh, who does a whole bunch of uh, OC remix things, and also uh, also is game development stuff. Uh, that, in fact, I learned how to use. Uh, I use FL Studio for all the music. And oh, nice! I learned how to use uh, FL Studio through Zircon's like sample tracks on there uh, and sample projects. So I just dis dissected that stuff. Um, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, there's a lot of uh, old school dead mouse kind of things. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, strobe, yeah, uh, a lot of that, uh, uh, like strobe and, and things like that. That's more uh, atmospheric uh, and yet still has like a, a beat to it. Um, and then, stuff, oh, thank you so much. And then, yeah, the last, uh, the last kind of thing that I listened to heavily was uh, I turned on what was it, uh, XM Sirius XM's uh, Chill channel for like the last two years <laughs> like, okay this is this is chill stuff i need this <laughs> that's awesome so here i'm gonna play a clip real quick because there's some people saying they haven't checked out hyperdot yet so here's a quick 15 second clip of a, an example of a level this is just random level i did an achievement on but you can get a sense for the music and the flow of the game There you go. Gives you a sample. So uh, there's a whole lot of that, and that level uh, drove me crazy for a little bit, Charles, because you had to you had to beat that one for 30 seconds to get the achievement, uh, which I did. I've thousand the game now, like I told you in private chat. So super proud. Oh, yeah. the game is uh, yeah, it's, it's I loved it. So I'm a big fan. I grew up playing a lot of shmups, uh, shoot 'em ups, you know, bullet hell type games. Uh, I just love the challenge of avoiding a million things on the screen and you know trying to navigate and, and work that out did you draw any inspiration from those types of games for hyperdot or was that not really in your realm uh no that was definitely something that uh, i was super inspired by especially awesome. the levels that are more pattern based um uh -huh. those are ones where i'm like i really want to like call back to those kind of things um now it, it's not exactly one for one because you're in a circle and everything comes towards the center mm -hmm. um but, uh those kind of like levels and design patterns and like being able to uh, like having that inspiration to have it so that like, Oh, I need to figure out where I can dodge, uh, where I can go and grab this token. And should I, should I go for the, or stay in this area or should I maybe back off before I, you know, get hit by a triangle or something like that? Yep. Yeah. I was telling these guys, cause we've been talking about it past week and a half or two weeks or so since we've been playing it. And I told him, I said, I, I almost guarantee Charles has, grew up playing shmups and has some inspiration because just the way you you navigate the levels you could just feel it right um and i think that's fantastic so yeah things like uh geometry wars as i mentioned um super hexagon uh n plus plus is a huge inspiration mm, okay like uh color scheme and like the way that the game's set up mm -hmm. um, and then the trials series um is also another mm. cool cool so with the success you've seen now, which is fantastic, congratulations on that. What uh, 
what can we expect from the future? Are you still going to do more with HyperDot or you've got something else in, in mind? What are you up to? So I definitely have uh, a couple of things still uh, left with HyperDot stuff, especially recent. Or they're going to be pretty soon here. Oh, um, sweet. Tease, tease, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's a lot of stuff with that. Uh, and then I do also have uh, plans on um, future future platforms. Um, nice. The okay. one that I can talk about is mobile, uh, because a lot of people have actually been actually asking for uh, sure. mobile. Um, which the game surprisingly runs really well on mobile uh, in terms of, so there's three different ways that you can control it. Uh, you can use a pseudo virtual joystick. Um, it's not really a virtual joystick, but <laughs> it, you can tap anywhere on the screen and then just slide your finger around. Um, there's tilt controls, which works really well, actually. Okay. Um, and then there's uh, like a point to go to finger thing. Uh, and that's more for like stylus. So if you had like a note, uh, a Galaxy Note or something like that, you can use your stylus. Wow. Excellent. Yeah, so Charles, let me ask you this. Have you ever had, have you, uh, you know, people like, you know, you get comments and stuff saying, why did you do this to me? It would be small. This game is so, so hard. Now, now, these guys have finished the game. Hundred, Well, you've gotten through the 100 levels, right? Um, yep. I... And I'm 37, which I got you yesterday. I'm nice. much less. Yeah, that is good for me. So yeah. I won't, that wasn't you know. a sarcastic nice. That was a real nice. <laughs> no, <it wasn't>. Sarcastic. Yeah, but you know, along that vein, uh, do you have any of those kind of comments? And also, do you have a stake in uh, the Xbox controller sales? Yeah, I definitely do get those comments um, where it's like, oh, I, like, uh, I really love this game, but it's so hard. Or like, this game gives me so much anxiety and it's so like uh, intense. I love it. Like yeah. things like that. Um, uh, and that that definitely does like bring a smile to my face. Um, but uh, <laughs> one thing that I definitely wanted to do is make it so that. Uh, I alleviate the super frustrating parts of it. So, like, it's not super, uh, like, uh, like it's taxing on you. So I wanted to have it so, like, there's a built-in skip feature, but it's not explicitly a skip feature. Um, so you unlock levels five at a time, but you need to beat four uh, levels to unlock uh, each one. So that way you can be like, oh, this one I'm not feeling. So then you can skip to the next one. Come back to it if you really want to do it and stuff like that. What I what I've noticed when I played it is that when you do fail a you know one of the missions, it's very very seamless going into the yes. you know, going back to it mm -hmm. you know and it, it's so fast and it's just like it, it's not like you're sitting there and you got to you know do the and it, and they're so short you know for the most part that I've seen um, that they're very very accessible you know even for somebody like me who doesn't normally play those kind of games I really enjoy the time I spent with it and I'm not sure I'm not saying I'm gonna get to a hundred because <laughs> I have a finite amount of controllers, but <laughs> we'll see what happens. This is definitely, definitely, I, I do really enjoy that part of the game. For sure. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah. yeah and Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to add on to Dan uh, about it being seamless and jumping right back in. When you get to some of those <laughs> really hard challenges or really hard levels, um, I actually had my wife, so I'm sitting there, you know, and I'm lean forward, you know, focused, and it's like every five seconds, like, ah, restart, and ah, restart, ah, restart. My wife's like, what are you doing down there? I'm like, just let me focus. 
But yeah. So what were you going to say, Charles? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was going to say that um, another thing that I uh, took inspiration from the games that I listened was that uh, replay loop, like being able to, uh, because like it's it's the worst where if there's like a loading screen in between a round or like uh, it takes a while to get back in uh, to a game and the game encourages you to like uh, experiment and like learn and react and adapt and stuff like that. Um, so like game, games like N plus plus being able to just be like, oh, I lost. All right, I'm back in. Um, back <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, super inspirational. Super Meat Boy is like that too. Uh, yeah. Very challenging game, but it's instant to restart. And it's it's really important, uh, honestly. Like you said, mm-hmm. if, if it on those later levels, if it was even 20, 30 seconds to restart, I probably wouldn't have done it because it's just oh. you know you, you you play some of those levels 20, 30, 40 times, and it it adds mm-hmm. up, right? Uh, I, I especially like the cheeky achievement of dying 10 times in a row on the same level, by the way, Charles. Oh when that first popped up, I was like, all right, I see, I see this. Okay. I see what's happening. <laughs> Speaking so of Charles, which, oh, sorry, Bert, go ahead. Go ahead. So, Charles, I had a question on just uh, the, the levels. So, there's 100 standard levels, and then you unlock, obviously, the insane levels. Uh, my question on that would be did you always have 100 in mind, or did you make 50 and then you were like, man, I got I got more ideas for the night or the, the darkness or, you know, the ones that follow you around in certain patterns and stuff? Or what was your, what was your take on that? Um, so, when I first decided to work or like move away from like, oh, yes, this is my uh, school project to, oh, I'm going to actually work on this, uh, I said I would finish this at the end of the summer. Um, that was in 2017. Uh, (laughs) i'd say uh, i'm gonna add in 100 levels that seems um then i finished adding in 100 levels about a year ago so so um it was uh, it was something where i was like oh i this will be an easy obtainable uh thing but uh actually originally the way that i made levels was not uh, using the in-game level editor or any form of that it was like me manually putting in values and being like uh I think this will work. And then I have to click play. Uh, the game was made in Unity. I clicked play on the thing, wait a while. Okay, then get to a spot where I could play it and be like, oh, I forgot to change this value. And then turn off the thing, wait a bit, then change the value real quick and then do the thing. And it was a pain. Uh, and that's why, there, that's why there's a uh, in-game level editor where I can be like, I'm gonna change the value real quick, press play, test it, and then just uh-huh. come back out and uh, change things. And I wanted to make that. Uh, available for everyone else to, to mess around with. Yeah, yeah, I played around a lot with that too uh, before doing the review because you know wanted to experience all the modes. It's pretty in depth. You can really. I created one level I called Pandemic, and um, <laughs> and it's just it's chaos. I mean, you can you know the way you can uh, the level editor you can control every angle of where they're coming from, how repeatable they are, and um, yeah, I can't even beat my own level. So um, I think that's pretty cool. Awesome. <laughs> So, so a question for Ains Dan: um, Which little symbol or colored item do you despise the most? Good, Dan. I mean, I'm, this, you know, I don't know if there's more to it, and you know, but from where I'm at, yeah, that star throws me off every single time. Which star is that? Is that the pink ones the, the that come at you star. kind of randomly? Yeah, they, okay. yeah, well, they, yeah, yeah they'll, they'll kind okay. of. And, and, They're a straight line, but they stop. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, I agree with you, Dan, because <laughs> that's the one that um, 
like visually, if you a thing you do when you're playing shmups, right, is you you kind of spread your vision to see every the whole screen, right, and you're planning your movements, and the arrows that follow you, you can make quick cuts to where they have to circle, right. So you can they're easy to get around, in my opinion. But the stars, it's like you you'll have your route plan. All of a sudden, they'll just kind of dot line where you're headed, and oh <laughs> man, they drive me crazy. <laughs> awesome. Those were actually uh, another semi deep cut. Those were actually inspired by uh, Kirby Air Ride. Um, oh, so gosh. <laughs> I can a, actually see that now that you mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's the swerve star where you have to stop, correct where you're trying to go, and then start. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe I can utilize that as like a movement type. Um, uh, so yeah, then that's how stars were born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, that one of the things that was interesting of the game is like, I'm just going to use level 50 as an example, and I don't remember level 50, but the, you can play level 50 20 times, and you'll have a different experience every time you play it, depending on the on the puzzle that's coming at you. So that was really fun. And for me, it was like, first of all, I was like throwing off the shapes. It's like, I'm going to hide up here. They're going to chase me. They're going to come down here. But then the next time, those shapes might be coming from a different area. So for me, it was like, it was really fun. I personally hate the pink triangles. Those things can F off. <laughs> There's times where I would throw them off in a corner and then there'd be more coming from another area and then they would just kind of shield me yeah. in and I couldn't do anything. But On the I varied speed too, because some of yeah. them move kind of slow and others come darting in and it's like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> also, also hate when, you're, when your dot is like super slowed down and the rest of them move at the normal speed. I'm like, Charles, you did this to me. Why? <laughs> or the ice ones. Yeah, the ice ones where you have to keep moving the whole time, it's, they're tough, yeah. Um, it's funny enough, I, I love the ice ones. For some reason, I feel like I've always done better on those up until this point, and I don't know why. I don't know Wait why. Until you get to 60 plus, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I kept saying it's 60 plus and then 80 plus, yep. and then there's a few levels, you know, kind of. I was, I don't know about you too, Bert, but like some levels I'd beat even in the 80s and 90s on mm -hmm. second, third try, and then other levels are like, took tens and tens of tries i did levels uh 101 and 102 on my first or second try and now 103 i can't even i'm 30 One, tries into it i can't do anything on it i'm, I'm 103 stuck. and 105 were my, the hardest ones mm -mm. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they took a long time so graphic god what's up man thanks for stopping by yeah he says choosing difficulty levels there should be three one fun two tough three fuck this game <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man all right guys uh anything else for, actually one other question for you charles before i let yeah. you go is um the achievement design so oh, yeah. uh you have some kind of interesting achievements in there obviously you've got your progression ones i like the one about dying 10 times in a row um, I also like the ones because I went for the thousand of doing the uh, player levels or the um, the custom levels, right? But you, different mm -hmm. challenges with the modifiers and whatnot. So, how was that designing those? Are there any kind of inspiration on any of those? Any funny names we might not have caught? Anything like that? Um, yeah, there was actually a lot of. Uh, so the game's actually chock full of like references to a bunch of other things um, and stuff like that. Uh, but the uh, the actual design of the achievement, um, I actually reached out to the ID at Xbox. Uh, Discord community because they have they are super into achievement. Um, okay, uh, like, and I understand that there are a lot of people who do care about achievements a lot. Yep. And, uh, I've been um, semi in that or been exposed to that, I guess, where I was like, oh, I understand that people do care about it. So I wanted to reach out and I got a lot of feedback from them uh, talking about how like people who don't like achievements that uh, end with um, or there are some people that don't like gamer score uh, achievements ending. Not in zero or five. 
and it's like, oh, now I have a thousand two hundred and three uh, gamer score or something like that. Um, so things like that, ones that are grindy, they don't uh, particularly like, um, but ones that do encourage you to play a different play style uh, was one that uh, was brought up. And that's where I got a lot of the inspiration for a lot of the replay uh, achievement, where uh, like the hard mode achievement that you're you were talking about, where, uh, <laughs> yeah. or like, um, what else? Uh, there's uh, clean slate, um, which yeah. is like you change up the modifiers uh, and then you try and beat another uh, level. And I wanted to include those achievements to like encourage you to be like, hey, oh, I could like customize these modifiers uh, in this in replay or in multiplayer uh, and be able to uh, like craft whatever I want. So like, oh, I want to have super dot on, but I want to be super big or and things <laughs> like that. Um, so yeah, a lot of those were inspired by that. And it also makes it so that those replay levels become a ton of different levels that you can just create. So you can yep. have, oh yeah, this is now a small arena, but I'm huge. Uh, or uh, this is a super dot arena, and then there are power-ups uh, scattered throughout the whole thing. Um, so a lot of like interesting things that I wanted to encourage people to play. That's why I also added in the level editor achievements to be like, hey, you don't have to be like the most experienced level editor, uh, but just like check it out uh, and, and see if you might be interested in um, this. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Very cool. So, guys, anything else you want to ask Charles before we let him head out? No, man, thanks for being here. It's it's really, yeah. really interesting stuff, man, for sure. Thanks, yeah, man. Fun game. Awesome. Yeah, absolute pleasure, Charles. So, thanks again. Uh, anything you want to call out? Anything else you want to tease uh, before you head on out? Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, I mean, I teased other platforms. We, so, Hyperdot... Um, was fortunately a a timed exclusive with Xbox. Um, okay. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> what but, does uh, that mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just uh, I just really enjoyed uh, this this conversation and talking, and I really do appreciate uh, y'all reaching out. And it's been fun watching uh, everybody coming and tweeting at me and, and <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Awesome. Congrats again, man. Uh, it's got to be kind of a almost a lifelong dream come to fruition. So it's fantastic. Congrats on the success. Definitely wish you uh, all the best in the future. And I have a feeling that this will not be the last time we reach out to you. So uh, can't wait to see more HyperDot uh, along with whatever you do in the future. We'll be watching and um, we'll definitely have you back on when uh, when something new's out. Yeah, So definitely. thanks again. Yeah. Thanks, Charles. Thanks, man. All right, Sarah. See you, man. <clears throat> What's, what's Charles's exit music? Oh, dang, no exit music. No, no exit music. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, sorry about the um, sorry about those weird uh, uh, vocal hiccups. I don't know what that is. Uh, we had a few technical issues early on. But anyway, let's get into our normal show, guys. So, Dan, we got to talk about the shirt, man. Every week. Yeah, man, every week. So this is, you can actually see, I mean, maybe not, it's pretty far away, but it's the dove and then the cage down here. Bioshock is Lutices. So it's lives lived will live. Dies died will die. Thought it was cool. <laughs> Are you wearing pants, Dan? Because we couldn't see it because the Dan I don't even know why you even asked. It's blocking that half the shirt. We're moving on. This, yeah, since we started live streaming and I don't have to come over to his house, yeah. I'm literally pantsless. Uh, the entire time. You may not ever come over again. We're good. 
All right. <laughs> All right, guys, let's just jump into it. So we had a weekly poll this week, which I'm going to pull up, uh, related to Ghost of Tsushima. And I think based on what they, uh, the way they were pronouncing it during the um, show, it's Ghost of Tsushima. So I've got to train myself to say it differently. So our weekly poll, we kind of started it late last night, but we actually already have over 300 votes on it. And really about what do you think of the state of play and what do you think of Ghost of Tsushima? Um, and overwhelmingly, our audience is uh, is pretty excited about this. So uh, 40% are saying they're, it's amazing, day one buy. Another near 30% are saying it looks solid and eventually buying. So only 16% saying they're not interested. So obviously, this has struck a good chord with a lot of people. Um, you know, it was really neat. I really like the state of play in the terms of getting an 18 minute kind of deep, not a deep dive, but you know what I mean? A deeper dive on what the game looks like, gameplay, some of the things we can expect. Um, I'm definitely buying it day one. I'm not as excited as others about it, which we'll talk about, but, um, I'm still buying it day one. I think it's going to be a great game. So who wants to kick us off here on thoughts on the state of play and, uh, your thoughts overall on what you're looking forward to out of, uh, well, Dan, I'm gonna let you take it all, but. I'm going to say, before we start on the, the entire stream, yeah. these damn companies like Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, fix your damn stream before you're about to stream yeah. important content like this. This was the worst quality stream I've seen oh, in a long so time. And even so the upload that Sony uploaded that claimed to be 4K, that's not 4K. So, uh, <laughs> all right, Dan, that's it. <laughs> so between so between uh, Aaron Greenberg and uh, and the state of play, yeah, I think they were combined for like a five twenty four resolution, something of that nature. Five twenty four, about two FPS. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, no, it was so bad. You're right, man. It was so so bad. Um, <laughs> as far as just in general about what the game, I'm I'm super excited for it. It basically to me looks like Assassin's Creed, Japan. I'm yeah. not, you know, I mean, it's super, to borrow your term, Bert, Ubisofty. It looks, yep. you know, but you know what? I, I find, um, you know, I start finding comfort in like that same kind of playthrough over and over again. Um, I went back this week, started Odyssey, or finished the DLC, I should say. Um, and it, it's just, you know what to expect, kind of. It looks awesome, you know, once you get through the stream quality. Um, but it, it's not—it's nothing that you know. You, you're like, man, I'm just completely blown away. I'm more excited about like the samurai aspect, the the setting, um, and just a new game. Really, I mean, at this point, I'm like scratching through my backlog trying to find stuff to play. <laughs> so anything new is really kind of you know piquing my interest. I'm really really excited for it. This is going to be day one for sure. Um, I want to see a little bit more. It'd be nice to see, and, you know, and we kind of talked about, you know, some of the gameplay looked a little bit janky. I don't know if this was like a really early, late, what, what build this was. I really hope they fix some of that stuff coming into the new game. Cause right now it's, you know, I don't want it to be like, you know, kind of like we talked about like days gone. I don't want it to be, you know, Full super of mediocre, <laughs> you know, super mediocre. You are so mediocre. <laughs> we need we need to change one of our review scores to that name. This yeah. game is super mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> just make it by itself. Super mediocre. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's so remarkably average that you know it's it's like it's not so great. Where it's a good game. It's good, yeah. but it's not like I'm just gonna be blown away. I don't know yet for this one. This one, I'm hoping that. Just the setting alone, like I said, will kind of elevate it above games like you know, like Days Gone and stuff. 
for me. Because um, I love Assassin's Creed. That's what it looks like. Um, we'll see what happens, man. I'm definitely buying this. I'm definitely going to be playing it and uh, probably be, you know, I hope it's meaty too. You know, we have a lot of, you know, a lot of content. <laughs> meaty, meaty. Yeah. Mediocre. I can't meaty. imagine it being a, a short game. This looks like a big game. And if you think about yeah. Days Gone and Horizon and some of the oh, other huge. Sony first party games like this, yeah, they're big games. So um, sure. shout out to Elo. Elo, awesome. You downloaded HyperDot and he's saying the uh, challenge to get all the achievements is accepted. So I will be tracking that, Elo. We're going to report on it every week. And we'll Where's see. It? Elo, Elo Progress. Just have that little. <laughs> Elo part. Progress meter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Go ahead, Bert. Uh, okay. So on Ghost of Tsushima. So it's interesting because back when the original trailer came out, one of the things Ains was saying is caution. You wanted to caution everybody is that's not the actual game that we're going to get. That's a nice trailer. It looks really pretty. Um, I remember the leaves flying everywhere and then and the two samurai fight. We knew that that wasn't going to be exact gameplay, but a lot of people were thinking that. And when we actually see the game, it's it's a different experience. It looks fantastic. It still looks fun. Uh, like I said, the stream really bothered me. I was like, is this game looking this washed out? Are the graphics just kind of washing into uh, the rest of the background and the sceneries? But as the trailer progressed, you could definitely see that there was an issue with the stream and it looked pretty good. I'm all for the big Ubisofty games, as long as those little side missions aren't just filler content in order to have an 80, 90 hour game. One of the problems I had with Odyssey is that, yeah, there was a lot of filler content the Ghost Recon games drive me nuts to just finish the game up just because you're doing the same thing over and over. I like doing the same thing over and over as long as there's a story element to it that interests me, kind of like Witcher. In Witcher, every side mission's fantastic. Every character's fantastic, and you want to do the side stuff, whereas some of these Ubisofty games, you're doing the same thing over and over to get money or something. Um, and so I hope they, they have that. The story looks somewhat interesting. The main problem that I had with the overall game was some of the animations of the characters. The one that really jumped out to me was when the samurai would jump on top of the roof and he'd pull his bow out really high and would headshot some guy in the head. And for some reason, the character went like somersaulting in the distance. The, the body went flying. Yeah, yeah I commented probably. on that. Yeah. Um, to me, that was like in all the games that are out, like you think of Gears of War, you think of all these games that have these epic headshots or epic animations from even last gen. I was hoping something cool would happen like that at the end of the PS4 Pro life and at one of the final big exclusives from Sony having just cool things like that. Some of the fighting sword mechanics also kind of generic and I was hoping for something very unique in this game. However, I really think it's going to turn out like a great game. Uh, if you played Infamous Second Son and even the DLC, it's a beautiful game plays really, really well, um, and I'm, I have confidence in it. It is a day one for me. I also bought the collector's edition for it as well. So I'm excited to see it. Um, I'm more excited for Last of Us 2, but this is yes. still on my radar of things sure. I have to play within the next 60 to 90 days, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. Cool. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very similar, guys, and we've been talking offline about this. Um, I'm excited for it, definitely buying it. I already pre-ordered the Steelbook Edition. Uh, not going collectors on this one. I didn't really care for what's in the CE, but um, agree with some of your concerns, Bird. I, 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 some of those things notice right away. Uh, some of the sword, just kind of the swings and stuff. And what frightens me, and I hope I'm wrong, what frightens me is I saw some of these same concerns with Days Gone when they started showing it, is when they started showing that game, the, the cracks started to show in Sony's um, kind of video presentations that they had done prior. They're very good at showing you what they want to show. Um, and I think, uh, you know, God, we always talk about how good God of War is and stuff. And I, I don't see, I think a lot of people's hype is so high for this game. 
I think um, in some ways it's going to disappoint. Now, I agree with others that uh, the environments look beautiful. I think um, just the whole samurai Japan aspect, I think it's going to draw me in. But um, some of the other things like you, you touched on, Bert, kind of side missions are like, oh, you know, we want to naturally guide you and you can find animals and guide you. And they show him, you know, look at a fox and he walks 20 feet and there's an idol. He just goes like this, too. And I'm like, that's not exciting to me. That's not that's not interesting gameplay. You can say you talked to a fox and he drew you somewhere that you walked 20 feet and clapped your hands. That's not interesting. Um, so I'm a little concerned that they're showing you. um things that, you know, kind of getting your hype up that in true gameplay are going to let you down a little bit, like we saw with Days Gone. Um, but we'll see. You know, I'm trying not to be wet blanket on this one. I am still excited. Definitely have it pre-ordered. I know I'm being a little blankety. Um. <laughs> where, where do we think it lands on a, me- on a meta? Um, I'm thinking Six eights. Feet. I'm thinking eights. Yeah, somewhere eights. in there. I would say. A solid eight, 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 nine. Yeah. I, I don't think it'll be as buggy as Days Gone was at launch, which was, as we all know, yeah. a mess. Um, but it, this is not, in my opinion, this is not going to be a game of year contender. It's not going to be a God of War type last, last of us two is going to blow this game away in my opinion. Yeah. It's funny. I, I, I think it's going to be about an 83, 84 ish at the end of the day, I'm with all, all the scores kind of level out. I don't think it's going to be game of the year content either. I think our games of the year is fine. enough going to be animal crossing, Stop last, it. last of us two and cyberpunk. Okay. I think those will yeah. be the big three and Halo infinite. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I still have to see something from Halo Infinite. That's it could true, be a yeah. big failure. It could be the best game I've ever played. I have no idea. I want to see something from that game. If it's a big failure, I'll burn this whole damn thing down <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Um, I liked. You know, we've we've touched on it all, and I I just think you know we saw this with Days Gone. We saw a game of the year, and I, one of the tropes I'm tired of seeing is when we get a five minute video in this case we got obviously got more but you just see this video where you're really not showing a ton and people are like oh my god absolute game of the year right here and it's like can you stop can we just stop <laughs> doing that and you're yelling you're yelling about this being game of the year in a year like you just said that has cyberpunk last of us 2 halo infinite we've already had animal crossing doom eternal ori we've already had tremendous games we've got tremendous games coming just stop calm down just let us see what it's like in the hands of players when it's in production and people are actually playing it. Yep. That's fair, but we have you know we're also doing that with Cyberpunk. Yeah, but Cyberpunk <laughs> deserves it. <laughs> it's all subjective. Well, so to be fair, and I, I get that it is subjective. Cyberpunk yeah. could flop for all we know. I doubt it, but it could. Yeah. Um, but you got to look at CD Projekt Red's history, right, and what they've developed over the past few years. And what we've seen of the game, we've seen more true gameplay of Cyberpunk, and we've seen uh, we know what CD Projekt Red is capable of. Sucker Punch, their last big game was seven or six years ago, and it was Infamous, which is not a bad game, but it's not a trip. It's not a fantastic game. Oh sure, I mean if you're just going based off of that, yeah, absolutely. But you know, I mean, it, I, I, this game could come out and like completely surprise a whole bunch of people. I think. Yeah, it could. It or, could. It, or it could just completely, it could be days gone. You know, we just have no idea. <laughs> but I, I think, you know, your metas are probably right about on um, as far as where it's probably going to land. And, um, and let's be fair, right? Meta doesn't awesome. matter. Yeah, meta it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Still, I mean, days gone awesome. got like a, a, a six from a lot of places. Um, and a lot of people that we've seen that I talk to on Twitter, good people um, that I communicate with, are uh, days gone was their game of the year last year. They just love it, and that's that fine. Was weird. That was really it, weird for me. Yeah. It's weird to me, but it's fine, right? If that's what you love. We know, like Dan's point, 
Animal Crossing is far and away going to be game of the year for millions of people. Yep. It just is. It's going to be their favorite game, which is fine. Yeah, I'm curious to see what Sucker Punch has just been working on for so long. There's got to be something good in there, and I'm hoping that it is. So we'll see what it is. Yeah. 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 Oh, the, the black and white was awesome. Black and white was my favorite part of that whole video. But the Japanese oh, that was cool. dialogue, yep. I mean. Yep. I'm doing that totally too. Down, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Want to awesome. play this like a movie? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I just hope the combat's fun. You yeah, know, me too. I just hope it's fun. Better not be yeah. Sekiro hard because then I'm I'm burning it down at that point. Yeah. <laughs> they did say it has difficulty levels. That's in the, the details. Yeah. Yep. So I wish they'd take them out and make it really hard. Just piss everyone nope. off. No. I think great. No, you don't. don't do that. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of the we're gonna move on to our hashtag Twitter guy conversation of the week. I know Carl's yeah. been waiting for this one. <laughs> we got uh hashtag Twitter guys. <laughs> Uh, that has caused chaos all over the internet this week, as we were talking about yesterday. So stupid. Is the Unreal 5 tech demo uh, that was running on the PlayStation 5. So let's. I figured the best way to do this, guys, is we'll start with the actual facts, and then we can talk about what we liked about what we saw. So this was Unreal Engine 5. Epic Games sat down um, <clears throat> running this on a PlayStation 5 hardware. And it's called Lumen in the Land of Nanite, which is just the name of the demo. Like uh, Unreal, they or Epic, excuse me, they always name their demos as they highlight new feature, features of uh, Unreal Engine. So this really showed off two things. Um, one, and <laughs> some of this is, is definitely beyond me, but Nanite Virtualized Micropolygon Geometry, uh, which Dan is uh, you know taking the name of today. And what this does is basically frees artists up to create as much ge geometric detail as the eye can see. So this goes into the detail they were talking about with how many triangles were in each thing. You know, they showed the uh, uh, the statue or the the model that had like eight billion polygons or whatever in it. Fifteen. And then, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. No, it was fifteen. It was fifteen. Fifteen. Million. Okay, fifteen million. And then uh, Lumen, which is a fully dynamic global illumination solution that reacts immediately to scene and light changes. And they kind of showed how that can move around the scene and uh, impact things. And just a reminder, this uh, demo didn't have any ray tracing in it. So this was all real time using this uh, Lumen tech inside of Unreal Engine 5. Um, so this tech demo was highlighting those features. Epic was very clear that this uh, engine is coming in preview in early 2021, so several months from now. It'll be a full release by the end of 2021. So this engine really won't be in full production for games until probably middle of the next generation. It's going to be a few years yet. Um, but some of the features in the engine are kind of rolling out now. Uh, for those unaware, it's not just uh, Unreal Engine 3, then 4, then 5. Uh, games right now are running on Unreal Engine 4.25, which features, you know, they, they update these engines as, as time goes on. And so this uh, engine is just the next generation of Unreal going to be used, uh, they said, on not only next generation consoles, PS5, Xbox Series X, and, and PC, of course, but it'll be available for developers in uh, some of the technology for even current generation. So, again, it's just evolving tech. So those are the facts. <laughs> which we're going to stay on. Now let's talk about what we liked about what we saw. Um, the demo was really, really cool to see and um, at least gives us a sense of where uh, games could go over the next couple years with more powerful hardware. So guys, do you want to touch on kind of what you liked about what was shown? Okay, I'll go first. 
So to your typical gamer, the process that should have happened is you should have taken your Xbox hat off, your PlayStation 5 hat off, and simply watched it and said, wow, this is what could really happen next gen on any of the next gen consoles. That's where I think a person's mind should have gone. Um, the other argument that I've heard from a lot of people is, well, we're not really seeing anything that looks crazy next gen with the current trailers and stuff happening right now. And this is where the visualization of that pretty much could have gone and pretty much said, wow, this is the detail that I could see from lighting. This is the detail I could see from the backgrounds. This is the detail I could see rendered what that's going on. One of the funny things that I saw from one of the lead designers from the God of War game is props to the team that can create a 20 <laughs> yes. or 30 hour game re fully realized with this engine fully running with everything that you're seeing in front Raph of you. Raf Grissetti, I think it was. Yeah, he's one of my favorite uh, people yeah. on Twitter. You, you, you just got to see his art that he draws even outside of gaming. It's just amazing. Yeah. And so what, what exactly what Ains said, you're not going to see this type of experience until the first, second, or even third gen of games that are coming on the Xbox um, XSX or the PlayStation 5 anytime <laughs> soon. So these are the kind of little things that we can expect from next gen. It's that we are going to take what we have now. It's going to be made more beautiful, a lot more detail. Things are going to run a lot nicer just in general. We haven't even heard the differences in sound that we're going to be getting next gen. So for me, this is a really big preview. You should not be looking at this through Xbox or PlayStation glasses or even PC glasses that people are doing. It's a concept. It's what to expect that's coming up. This is what we've been wanting from these uh, types of conferences and presentations. We want to hear what devs are talking about and what they're doing with engines that we're going to see in the future. And that's where I saw it. When I saw the Twitter outcry, I was like, we are really doing this again. Uh, <laughs> it's really unfortunate. And it's still going on as we speak. You can just log on Twitter. Um, as Ains has said, learn to block the people that you don't want to read that crap. They still show up on my damn feed because people that I follow <laughs> find a reason to comment on those things and then I have to mute them. So. It's, it's like an exercise every day, mute, block, mute, block. Anyways, back to the main question. I really enjoyed it. I was blown away by it. I can't wait to play those kind of games in one to two to three, even four years from now. Yeah, and, and Dan, before uh, you comment, um, yeah, to your point, one of the things people are shouting out, right, in the wrong way is, oh, it was only 1440p, 30 frames. Don't get excited. And that's true, but you're taking the wrong message away from that, right? The point of the demo was not highlighting 4K60 or any type of visualization or framework. It's highlighting the technology within the engine. That's why it's a tech demo, not a game. Yeah. Go ahead, Dan. And really quick to that, Ains, if that's the 1440, 30 frames per second that's coming, sign me up. I want to play that. I don't really care <laughs> right. about uh, 4K, 60 FPS. I do want 60 FPS over 4K, but if that's the if I can play a whole uncharted game in that engine looking that beautiful if i can play a whole gears game looking that beautiful bring both of them on i don't really care what platform you're on yeah and, and that's where the conversation of okay this is running 4k 60 um you have to be really careful because there's huge variations in 4k 60 even in the same game yep. right you can run uh for instance red dead 2 you can run 4k 30 native 4k 30 on xbox one x you could run it native 4K 30 on PC if you wanted to, right? But the difference in texture quality and many other factors, just because it's 4K is not equal. It's a false equalization. Mm -hmm. There's there's many things that just people don't get about these concepts. They're not even difficult concepts. They just love shouting from the rooftops with numbers, you know, and not really making any sense. Go ahead, Dan, sorry. No, you guys are fine. Hashtag Twitter guys got me triggered. <laughs> well, let, me, let me try to make it even worse. So <laughs> when I look at this and I saw it come out, I mean, I had to go back and watch it again because, again, the, the stream wasn't fantastic either. 
Um, at least it wasn't for me. Uh, when I did go back and see it in whatever resolution it ended up being, it looks awesome. It looks it it does. what we can expect from next gen. This is this has got me excited, and I think a lot of the Twitter outcry is comes from you know these guys fighting against each other for whatever reason for Twitter dominance. Um, it, it's it blows my mind that you you can come out. You've got this new generation stuff coming out right now. We we need to see this kind of thing, even though we know it's not a real game. It's a tech demo specifically made for this, you know, for the Unreal Engine 5. Um, and it's literally all they said was it's running on a PS5. Mm-hmm. That was enough to basically cause all this, you know, ruckus, yeah. I guess. It's fantastic marketing from Sony's perspective, That's as usual. Thing, right? Yeah, I mean, Sony like, knows what they're doing. We can't, I mean, I want to see, this is what I want to see in July. You know, I want to see, I want to get blown away by something. Not, nothing like this, obviously, you know, because this is far in the future. I mean, I went back and watched the Unreal 4 tech demo. And we're, we've got, and that was seven years ago. We've got games now that are, you know, blowing that away. Yep. You know, so it's it's just going to be, you know, this is what, like you guys said, this is what the, the possibility is. And this mm-hmm. is what you need to show you know, to get people excited, to get people to come to, you know, the next gen instead of, you know, sitting back and, you know, waiting. Um, this is what you want to do, you know, and it's all about a market. It's all marketing. This whole thing is just marketing it's for, for Sony, you know, Xbox can be able to do the same thing. I don't care about 1440p. Like you said, Bert, that looks so awesome. It didn't really matter. If that's what that resolution is, fine. I'm good with it. Um, that's that's another reason why I don't think this whole power narrative is is, is it's so blown out of proportion. It, I, I don't understand why people are fighting about it. I just want to see cool cool games. I think that a lot of that comes from you know the art style of the games. Um, so sign me up for all this stuff. I know we won't see this for a long time, probably probably I would say four years until we actually start seeing. Big leaps like that. Fully realized yeah. using all the possibilities of the engine will be three, four years at a minimum. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, mm-hmm. but you know, it just bothers me that when, when, when you, I want to see some cool stuff from Xbox. I want to see that cool stuff. Halo's uh, coming in July. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, I want to, but you know, that, that could look awesome too. I mean, I just want to see, you know, show me a reason to buy these next generation consoles from both of you. And that's what they did here for me. You know, regardless of what it was running on, this is what I wanted to see from next gen, not some double A two minute gameplay trailers. So <laughs> this is what we want we need to do. Come out and smack us upside the head with your big gaming dick and calm down. Calm down. <laughs> That's what I want to see. <laughs> Anybody hear that? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'll take exactly what Dan's saying and just go a step further. That, that's what we want to see at these things. I want to see Microsoft come out and, and have a Halo Infinite presentation like that, a 10-minute one talking about this is what we've done with Chief's Armor. This is what the backgrounds, this is what the projectile stuff will look like. I don't care if it's th- this two-minute clip of all these little games is not going to work for me in July, and I hope that everybody takes pieces from that and learns from it. The same with Sony. You know, I want to hear what the differences were from Horizon Zero Dawn 1 to 2. What is Aloy doing differently now? How is her hair different? How does the, everything about her face different? You know, all that stuff. How have things changed? And I think that's what we need to be sold on. Because right now, people are very much like, wow, next gen doesn't really look that different from the end of this current gen. And why am I going to buy a new Xbox or a new Sony PlayStation? So I yeah. think it's important. Yeah. 
I think I just want to. I, I want to see the what the hell a PlayStation Five looks like too. I want, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Give me some kind of form. I mean, gee, Christmas. It can't. It can't. Someone's talking about that the other day. I was responding to it. It, it honestly, it cannot be long now because right. if they're if they're launching in October, November, the the system has to be in production. And, and as soon as some, yeah, as soon as something's in production, we're going to see it. So you might as well get ahead of it. Um, because it could be a blurry side picture that's going to make it look horrible, and Sony's not going to want that. Um, right. Anyway, I'm I'm with you guys. I, I'm I'm a little bit different because I love seeing this stuff. I love the tech. I love the demos. Um, but just the realization, this is possibilities, right? So I'm excited about the possibilities. Love it. Um, but I also still like what we got out of Inside Xbox because those are games I'm going to be playing this year. Um, and so I know, you know, even if they're not AAA cyberpunk style games or or true next gen showcases, there's still games I'm going to be playing and they interest me in that regard. So but I agree. I someone said the other day, you know, the Ghost of Tsushima uh, 18 minute thing is what we need for Halo Infinite. Don't put Halo Infinite in a three minute trailer in the middle of other games, because that will be a complete waste. I agree 100 percent. There should be a complete showcase for Halo Infinite. Forza, whatever they're doing with motorsport, because there should be drastic differences after three years of development on next gen between that and Forza 7. So Xbox needs to take some cues from what we've seen here for sure. And you know what's funny is, you know who, who's good at this? Nintendo. Forget yeah, it. they do. Nintendo, they do they've done perfect. deep dives on some of their big games and the fans eat it up. No, man. Yeah, but but like a 25 minute or a 45 minute, I should say, presentation on DLC for Super Smash Bros. <laughs> which of that's the other end of the spectrum. Pages <laughs> might be a little excessive, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm with you. And one of the other things is when we saw Hellblade uh, back in December, January ish time, we were blown away from that, and that was enough. That yeah. was just a trailer in engine, but that game is still far away. I want to see that from those games that are far away. But a game that is four or five months down the road. I want to see a deep dive into those games because I'm playing them in the next four to five months. Something multiple years away, I'm okay with the five-minute, two-minute, three, four-minute trailer. Um, but that's just my two cents. That's me as a typical gamer that just wants to see stuff in his hands soon um, versus just hyping something up that's seven years away or something. I'm just not into that that much anymore. Yeah. Right. Funny enough, uh, the details came out that help, not Hellblade. Hellblade? What am I talking about? Hellblade, right? Yeah, sure. So, what am I? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Sen- Senua. Yeah, Hellblade. I, yeah Hellblade, I went complete. Hellblade sounded wrong in my head. You know how sometimes you say something, you're like, that's not it. Okay. Hellraiser. Hellraiser. <laughs> Hellblade 2 is currently being, they're developing it right now. It's currently running on Unreal Engine 4.25, like we were talking about. So be interesting to see, depending on how long that development cycle is, if that evolves to Unreal 5. Yeah. Um, one of the things that um, uh, Kel asked in the chat, and I know we've commented on this before, but is around, uh, and we'll just touch on it, is around Lockhart. You know, he asked, do we still think Lockhart is a real system? Uh, and if so, uh, is that coming? And I will just say, yes, uh, I'm 99% sure it is a real system. Um, it will be part of the Xbox Series family um, and will be your entry point going into uh, next gen. Whether or not it'll launch in the fall alongside Series X, I'm not sure. But um, I think it's definitely coming. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know or have an opinion on it. I mean, it, it might be kind of what you're saying, Ains. It might be coming down maybe the summer, uh, once X kind of the power of that's being maximized too much already. They'll be like, we'll have something a bit stronger than the X, but not quite the XSX. So I don't know. Yeah, and I, I think the one X is is phasing out, like we said, they're phasing mm-hmm. that out. So anyway. 
Um, good chat on the uh, on the demo, guys. Um, I like to keep it, you know, keep the facts straight here. So we've got a lot of other uh, big game stuff to talk about that came out this week. So let's speaking of Nintendo, we'll jump over there to Paper Mario. So Nintendo being Nintendo and just randomly waking up one morning at like seven forty-two a.m. and being like, "Yeah, new Paper Mario game. It's coming in two months. Enjoy, peace." And then they left. That was it. It's just a YouTube trailer, you know, and got and yet. Everyone's excited, as they should be, because I think it looks really, really cool. Paper Mario is a another kind of beloved franchise in the IP, right, uh, in terms of Mario. And uh, we had rumored that this game was coming alongside the 3D remakes uh, of Mario games. So I like what I saw out of the trailer. It definitely got that. It's just got that neat art style, the cute look, and uh, looks to be a lot of fun. I like what I saw out of the combat system so far, too. They've previewed a little bit of that. Um, what are you guys thinking? Same day as Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, that's gonna have to wait for a little bit. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> put a couple screenshots from it up while you talk, Dan. Yeah, there you go. Um, it, it, the problem is, you know, I, I've never been a big Paper Mario guy, but this does look really, really cool. So I'm probably gonna buy it day one, and then <laughs> you know, it comes out, you know, at, at a good time. It's gonna be a good filler between. You know, I think that period between Ghost and this one, and then Cyberpunk coming out in September, and there's other ones obviously coming out. Um, I just, you know, it's Nintendo, man. They don't have to do anything. You know, oh, this game will sell millions and millions of copies. Oh yeah, it's gonna outsell Tsushima or Tsushima or whatever the hell you're calling it. Sushi. Yeah, whatever. It's gonna. It's just because that's what Nintendo does, man. They just come out and just like here you go. <laughs> I used that same analogy I did earlier, but you know, just there you go. I just think it's funny that this is like one of their major games of the year and they just came out on a random like Thursday morning it was or Wednesday morning and they're just like, here you go. It's coming in two months. They don't care. No. The best part is, sorry, Bert, not to cut you, well, not cut you off, but before you go, best part is I was joking with these guys that, you know, they come out and Epic does this uh, Unreal Engine 5 talking about billions of polygons and lighting and everything and and, uh, Nintendo comes out with this and they're like, yeah, we got your, we got a couple triangles on screen and um, this is going to sell 10 million copies. So deal with it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, I'm glad they released this because to your point, Ains, with all this next gen talk and all you have to really say is we've got a couple new digital games coming out that are retro for the SNES and NES. That's all they had <laughs> really going for them. And then they dropped this, this bomb on us. Um, so I'm a big Paper Mario fan. I've played all of them. Um, I really enjoy them. They're very different than your typical Mario game, and they're they're an RPG uh, pretty much, and like a turn-based RPG. So I really yeah. wanted more of it. The art style looks really cool. Um, it has a little bit of like Yoshi's Woolly World into it, mixed in with just the typical uh, Paper Mario game. So I'm excited for it. I'm not sure if it's a day one for me or not. It's not like I'm going to save any money for it buying it six months or a no. five years <laughs> no. down the road. It's still going to be $59.99 regardless of uh, when I buy it. So. Um, I'll pick it up. It's just not a day one for me. I'm excited for it, though. You know, cool. you know what I've realized also, just when this came out, there is a very, very hardcore fan base surrounding Paper Mario. Oh, big time. Generation. Big time. I did not realize that. I saw a yeah. couple of things. I was like, wow. Yeah. I, I, I think the GameCube one. Um, so it started on Super Nintendo, right, If I'm if I'm going back, I believe? So, is it- so Paper Mario is the, I guess – continuing story from Super Mario RPG, which yes, is a Super exactly. Nintendo game, and then they released one after that on N64, then one on GameCube, GameCube and yeah, uh, yeah it, it's there's been one every generation. Yeah, and I think 
uh, based on the comments I was seeing online, I think the GameCube one is the one that's like cherished. I believe. Yeah. I made a mistake there, Ains, on that one because I, I had an extra copy and I sold it on eBay. I should have just given it to you. Uh, Thanks, man. That one, I, I think looking out. that was a sad one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like Elu said, you know, as he said, when it's fun, it's fun, and Nintendo yep. knows about that. And I think that's yep. just the mentality that tens of millions of people have. It's like they know what they're going to get when they buy this game. And it's, and it's also great for kids, and it's great for travel, and it just works on multiple fronts. So uh, I'm going to pick it up day one to, to Bert's point. It's not even worth waiting because it'll never go on sale anyway. Yeah. Um, but I'll be able to pick it up the same day as Ghost of Tsushima. I'll just pick them up together, and uh, when I play it, I play it. But I, I just, you know, I've looked at these screenshots multiple times that I've shown, and it just looks so cool. I, I mean, I, I just love uh, how this looks. It's it's neat. So. If we ever travel for business again, it's like the perfect travel game because it's turn-based. You can <laughs> we take ever travel tons again. of hours, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, we'll see. If you're lucky, Ains, on Black Friday, you'll be able to get it for $57.99. It'll be at the top of cheap deal or slick <laughs> deals, you know. Special. Sells out, sells out everywhere. We saved $2. <laughs> All right. So uh, one that is also looking really good, Bert, I know you're pumped about this one, is the Return of the Mafia trilogy. So Mafia being fully, uh, what we originally rumored were remasters, uh, these are more in the remake realm. And what we've heard out of this is uh, even Mafia 1 being fully remade, um, including additional story content. So this is uh, this is really interesting in some of these screenshots. And as I'm talking to Bert, he just he just took off. He's like, whatever, I don't care. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I've, got, I've got my PC copy right here. I still have it. Nice. There it is. Uh, it is a fantastic game. If you've never played Mafia, it is amazing. I played it on PC back in the day. You know uh, it's old but... when you still have a box for a PC game. Yeah, this game uh, is amazing. It was one of my favorite PC games back in the day. And when I first heard the news, I was like, oh, cool. It'll be a remaster in 1080p, 60 FPS or something, whatever. That's been the popular thing. But when I read more into it and you guys talked about it, it's a full remake. So bring yeah. it on. I got yeah. So, um, uh, Elu, I just want to warn you, don't get Carl talking about Turrican too much because he'll go all day. You want to just keep that. Keep that on the down low. But back to Mafia. Um, so Can I'm going to show these. Out really quick for you, Ains, as far as the old system requirements. Yeah, sure do. Definitely. Let's hear it. <laughs> Windows 98, me, 2000, and XP. So, wait, uh, well, let me guess then. Windows Windows 98, me, and, and XP. So, are we going to talk, uh, let's see, Pentium. Where are we at there? Pentium 2? No, Pentium 3. Ah, uh, or an AMD Athlon. I remember those monsters. Oh my God, the Athlon, yeah. You needed to have a recommended 128 megabytes of RAM. Megabytes, not gigabytes. Ooh. Can't do it. Can't and do if, it. And if you were lucky, you needed to have 1.8 gigabytes of free space. All right, hold on. I'm going to have to put on my glasses because it's going to blow me away. Oh God, you got those still. <laughs> so, Dan, Dan, go ahead and comment on these. I'm throwing up some screenshots. This game, the screenshots they showed look truly fantastic. You can they see do, this man. is a full remake. Um, I hope this is a new engine, but we'll see. What do you think, Dan? Uh, this looks insane. So, I played Mafia 1 on PC. That was the first one. I didn't play 2 yet, so this is kind of nice. Um, and then I obviously paid, played 3 quite a bit. Um, I'm super excited for these. Um, I don't know, you know, I saw rumors that one of them was going to release this month and then, but then it was like a 
the trilogy? I still don't understand. Is this going to be all one game for six? Uh, well, they're unveiling it this coming week, so we'll know for sure. The rumor was it, it is the trilogy, but they talked about uh, one coming out first as a full remake. So I don't know mm-hmm. if they're, break- they're remaking all three, a package. We don't know. We'll know this week. Yeah. I mean, that's Mafia 2 right there, by the way. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go back in and play it. Uh, definitely playing it on the Xbox is going to be, you know, way better for me only because I'm not a big PC gamer um, anymore. I'm, I'm super excited about this one. I mean, it, it was something I didn't even, you know, nobody really kind of saw this one coming to. No. It's like, hey, let's just do this. I'm like, okay. No, we saw the ratings. They leaked on the Korean board as they typically do. And we, we published that six, eight weeks ago or something like that, but we didn't have any detail. And, and, you know, a lot of what we've seen, right, are just kind of bundled remasters. They're not really anything special in terms of remakes like Resident Evil was or uh, Final Fantasy VII was. So cool to see that they're doing a, a proper remake of this one. I'm, I'm definitely excited. I hope, I think it was like August that Mafia won the, the leak that we saw uh, was supposed to be August. I hope that if they're doing this as a trilogy or a package or whatever, that they're preparing to get these things ready for uh, Series X and PS5. You know, that they're enhanced in some way, because that would be really cool. And really, one really quick thing for you. If you have not played Mafia 3, it's actually a really, really good game. A lot of people just haven't played it that much. I I actually would put it up there in one of my top GTA-style games, um, just open world and that long story thing. Even though Mafia did it before GTA did in that way, uh, Grand Theft Auto is pretty much stapled their their claim on this type of genre. So it's fantastic. 3 is really good. The DLC, I still need to play. I want to go back to it. Um, it is enhanced on both PlayStation and Xbox, so you can definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's different, but it's fun. Yeah, I, I st- still have the Mafia 3 Collector's Edition sealed. Never opened it. Wrong. Good. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. All right, another announcement that uh, actually I'm actually, as of right now anyway, probably because I haven't played the Mafia series, but as of right now, I'm uh, more excited about this remake that we're seeing is Tony Hawk is returning. And so Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, and again, what's beautiful about this, this is a full remake as well. Brand new engine, brand new controls. I mean, it looks just far and away. You know, it's completely removed from what we remember of Tony Hawk 1 and 2 on the original PlayStation. But um, this is really cool that Vicarious Visions is returning to remake this. I mean, we're talking about original developers of the series. They work with Tony Hawk on it. They have some of the original developers. They've got the original music tracks for the most part that they can still do with licensing. Um, this is just, I am so excited about this. It's ridiculous. It's coming a day after my birthday on September 4th, which is awesome. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> hint, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, that obviously gives us a, a couple weeks at least of release prior to Cyberpunk as well. And on top of all of that, it is um, has online multiplayer and create a park where you can share parks with other peoples. And the collector's edition comes with a Tony Hawk birdhouse board which uh they they just hit every aspect of this one for me i'm pumped about this yeah man it looks really good i tony hawk the best thing about that game is always you know it's one of those games where you can be playing something completely different jump into it play a little bit jump back out yeah it's one of those games which is why i always appreciate it i love tony hawk back in the day um i still want to see an ssx tricky remake so Um, funny enough dan not to get your hopes up, but um, I did see that uh, with all the talk of Tony Hawk, there was a conversation that the Tricky team, the SSX team, is working on a snow sport game as we speak. On Tricky, man. 
Well, I don't know if it's going to be tricky, but I'm just saying that there's a possibility that SSX could return like that. Yeah, SSX was all right. Like the, it was, that was really sad. It, it was, it was okay. I'm not, yeah, Jeez. it was all right. It was okay. Tricky was just more. I'm about to throw know, up the wet blanket on you. It was, it was, it was. Oh, hold on, wait a minute. It's time to rock around, around you. No, <laughs> so it was, it was so much more boisterous, and it was less. It was more arcadey, which yeah, is it was what just I fun. Yeah, yeah it was fun. a lot of fun. Me and my friends, they would probably, that one brings back a lot of memories. But Tony Hawk does too. Super Looking up the definition game. of boisterous here. Hold on. Go ahead. <laughs> so funny yeah. enough, uh, Carl in the chat. We were talking about this uh, in private chat the other day too. But he's not uh, as big as Tony Hawk, and I think um, what I said to him, he's over in the UK, and I said Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two here in the US with the soundtracks they had. They were like part of the culture in PlayStation 1. I mean, they were literally some of the most beloved games of the PlayStation culture back then. Um, it was like part of popular culture at the time here in the U.S. Yeah, I think that's why it's so big. They put up the Spotify playlist, um, and I immediately downloaded it. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember it's all It's awesome. Stuff. And they confirmed that Superman's going to be in it, which is like the most memorable song from yeah, from there. What do you think, Bert? You Were you really into these? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, me and a few of the other people would put Tony Hawk um, one and two. I meant three, not so much, but one and two in, in their top ten to twenty games of all time, in my opinion. Um, it was so much fun. If you had a Dreamcast, you'd play the fully yes. remastered, high definition one. Um, it was so so good. I, I so many of my friends would come over and just play that, listen to the soundtrack over and over. It was just a ton of fun. So we had a great time with that game. I can't wait to see what this actually is. Um, I'm pretty sure if there's online multiplayer, you can now yep. play with your friends the way you used to um, yep. on the couch online. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think you mentioned it already. They have most of the licensing for some of the songs, is if I'm not mistaken. So yep. if that's there, they'll probably add some new ones as well. So I, I yep. can't wait enough for this one. I also have the board reserved on day nice. one. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. It sold out pretty quick. Cog is in the house with the $5 Super Chat. What is up, man? Good to see you. So um, thank you for that. <clears throat> um, yeah, super, super excited for this. Like you said, I'm especially pumped about the online multiplayer. I hope all of our crew picks it up because uh, just, you know, and I hope they have things like score contests or trick contests and just, you know, open world kind of challenges, time challenges. It could be so much fun. I'm just, I'm over the moon about this one. Can we get some footage of Dan and Ains on the skateboard? <laughs> hey, I, I still have my skateboard. I used to skate. Listen, you, you'd have to... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I did a bit of skating myself. This yeah, I wasn't good. Don't let me yeah. slow down. Yeah. Don't yeah, let me fool you. Great, I did. But like, if I got on one right now, it'd snap in half and like. Two by four. Get like the, get <laughs> two the boards together and make sure it reinforces Dan. <laughs> He's got the triple deck. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a six yeah. wheel. You got three trucks, yeah. six wheels. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, my so Daniel got into skating several years ago, and um, he I told him at the time I was like, you know what, I'll pick it back up again just to make him feel like you know to do it with him as my son. And um, so we did. We skated quite a bit. We, there's a skate park, a couple of skate parks around here we would go to. Again, not very good. And uh, he got really good. Um, I did not. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of fun. I, I can't very... walk down the stairs without my knees sounding like a bowl of Rice Krispies. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 there is zero chance. There's very few things that are as nice as just chilling on a skateboard and just cruising. It's, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. On a nice day, just hanging uh, out. Yep. Yeah, no, so excited about this. So I think I've uh, made that clear. 
and uh, keeping the excitement going. I, tons of good news this week. Uh, so PGA Tour 2K21. So we've got a new officially licensed PGA game, fully featured. Uh, we got the trailer for it this week. Comes out August 21st. So again, just two weeks prior to Tony Hawk. Uh, full career mode, full online multiplayer, real courses, pros, you know, everything you would expect. Uh, again, super excited about this. Lots of customization. This is from HB Studios, who are the makers of the golf club, but now uh, being published and, uh, I guess, help funding, bigger funding by 2K Games. So over the moon about this one as well. I know we talked a little offline about our excitement for golf games. And funny enough, I saw that from some of the community as well responding about how excited they are for this golf game so really cool to see the only thing dan like we talked about is please 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 have an option for a metered swing a three button press swing not just using the thumbstick because using the thumbstick is terrible i mean i don't even know why you would make one without it you know but it's you know <laughs> this is uk so it wouldn't surprise me you're probably going to start off and like you know looking like a 1940s guy with like the big old baggy pants and wooden clubs until you you know, have to buy actual decent stuff, you know, so they can make their money off this game. I'm excited about it. I'm a little worried about the microtransactions, which are probably going to be super heavy. 2K, um, yeah. For sure. So we'll see what happens. If it doesn't have a meter, like a, the, the meter button press, I'm, I'm not even going to buy it, unfortunately. <laughs> it's kind of a shame, right? Yeah, it sucks. Because I, I, I want a good PGA game. You know, I, I love golfing. I don't have to get off my chair. <laughs> and by the way, I recommended this to someone. If you've never played it, I'm pretty sure this is available on Xbox PlayStation now as part of that uh, ACA series they did. Um, but Neo Geo Turf Masters. Neo Turf Masters was the golf game on the Neo Geo. It's one of those classic kind of, you know, golf games, but it's so good. So simple, yeah. so good, and uh, really relaxing to just sit back and play. Well, everybody's golf is fantastic, too. I think it's everybody's golf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, hot shots, but now everybody's golf. Yeah, fantastic game. Yeah, I'm excited for it, just as you guys are. I hope it's a deep game with you know you can create your golfers, play against pros, go to tons of courses and stuff like that. Golf club was fun. It just didn't kind of capture me as as much as I was hoping it was, and that's part two as well. We haven't really had a true licensed PGA uh, product in a very long time, so I hope it's good. Um, the only good golf games we've seen recently is as you've said dan everybody's golf and i guess super is it superstar golf on xbox the it was like one of the launch games if i'm not oh mistaken. yeah yeah i played the heck out of that now i can't uh -huh. i know what you're talking about it yeah. was like hot shots really but like yeah. an indie version of it it was fun i mean there was a lot of microtransactions in that one too um and there was even a free version where i think you don't you could only get like two golfers and then if you wanted the other ones you'd have to pay for them but they did that uh, later yeah, yeah they made it free to play later yeah, yeah. so I love golf games. I mean, I, I, me and you, Ains, have been saying for a while, bring on a good tennis game. It'd be nice if we get one of those. We haven't had those in a really long time. But, yeah, I'm excited for this. I hope it's good. That's the only thing I can say. Yeah, now you got me thinking about tennis games. We got Tony Hawk back. We got golf back. Come on. We need a good tennis game. Yeah, baby. All right. So we've got some new game showcases coming in the summer, too, which, of course, we were just talking about. So it looks like uh, this is getting ready to ramp up. Seeing as we're in the middle of May now, this stuff isn't far away. So... Uh, Gorilla Collective is a group that I guess was organized by Greg Miller and Kind of Funny Games. This is going to run for three days right in the beginning of June, June 6th, 7th, and 8th. And there's, uh, I don't know, maybe 15 or so publishers that have signed up to be here, mostly indie and double-A studios. This isn't the huge one that includes a PlayStation, Xbox, you know, Bethesda, et cetera. But uh, a lot of other uh, groups here, including like Larian Studios, uh, Paradox Interactive, 
Um, so this should be really cool to see. Again, just a glimpse of some of the games we're going to be getting later in the year and probably into 2021. And then we also got Ubisoft Forward, which is what they're calling their summer kind of E3 style showcase. That's going to take place on July 12th, um, which to me is especially funny because if you recall on July 11th, we're having the EA Play, the digital EA Play, and the CD Projekt Red Cyberpunk um, demo as well. So July 11th and 12th, we're going to see uh, everything from Cyberpunk. We're going to get all of EA's catalog and all of Ubisoft's catalog. So much stuff. Yeah. And oh, and, and obviously Xbox is July too. It could be that same week for all we know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's. I mean, they're supposed to have something in June as well, right? Xbox. Well, that's the the Gorilla Collective is a June thing, and IGN is holding the June thing with other big publishers. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so we've got essentially five different big shows scheduled already over the next two months. Yeah, man. More stuff is better. Parts <laughs> <laughs> of good. Good. Elo said Super Tennis was the bomb. It still is. Super Tennis. Isn't that Super Nintendo? Yes, and it's, it's uh, still it's still one of the best game, tennis games ever. I think I love it's downloadable game. in the um, in the catalog of. Something. It is, and it's and it's on. Isn't it on the mini as well, or no? Just the online. It is on the mini. Yeah. 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 Fantastic yeah. game. No, um, the cool thing about all this stuff coming, yeah, I mean, this is kind of going to show you what, what can be done without an E3, without a GDC. I mean, all those types of things. The Tokyo Game Show was recently canceled as well. So I'm glad we're yeah. getting this stuff. There's a big stuff happening at the end of the generation and the start of the new one. So um, I'm excited for it as well. Yeah, and uh, Gamescom said they're going digital too, which is typically in August. So most likely we'll have a Gamescom thing in August as well. So it's pretty much going to be every month now until launch, really. Um, so really cool. All right. A couple other things to talk about before we get to currently playing and some other stuff. And uh, I'm calling this our uh, facepalm section because we've got a couple of funny things that came out this week that are just ridiculous. They're ridiculous. So let's start. We'll, we'll, save, the, we'll save the golden child here for the last piece. But before we get to that, <laughs> Elder Scrolls Six is still years away. And I think that most of us who really pay attention to this stuff knew that. But people continue to ask for it. Um, and they can't even blame some of these people who don't follow these details so closely because Bethesda had the audacity to show an Elder Scrolls Six trailer a year and a half ago or nearly two years ago, which was stupid. They shouldn't have done that. Um, so someone happened to ask Pete Hines, you know, VP over at Bethesda, uh, you know, when are we going to see Elder Scrolls Six? And he was very blunt and basically said, well, we haven't even shown you Starfield yet, and that's coming before Elder Scrolls Six. So if you think this is coming in the next few years... I am not setting the proper expectations, which I wanted to just respond and say, correct, you're yeah. not. Um, so showing a trailer or tease, you shouldn't have done it like I already said. But long story short, Starfield is probably at least a year or two away still. And I don't know if Scroll 6 is after that because they're being made by a shared team. So those of you who are thinking about Starfield... I haven't seen. Maybe I missed we, something. We saw, we saw the trailer. That's all we. Oh really no, they seen. did. They did the tease at the same conference. They teased Starfield oh, yeah, yeah. and they teased Elder Scrolls Six with like thirty second nothing teasers. Yeah. Got people all excited and haven't done anything. Well, they've been working on it, but I mean, it was way far out yet. Mm-hmm. So. No idea. Yeah, no I got idea. really. I'm. I like Elder Scrolls. It's not my favorite. Um, franchise of anything so cool i mean i i want to see what it what it's going to be at that time i mean that we're five six years away from it i can't wait to see how beautiful it's going to look am i going to drop down and play it right away probably not but you know for people i've been waiting for it i know you guys are super excited to see more yeah i just hope they're taking this time they're really doing a next-gen engine right we all know that the engine is way too dated 
Okay, um, yeah. Just play Fallout 76 for 38 seconds and you'll notice that. Um, but I just hope that, you know, Starfield is the start of this new engine and it's really optimized for Series X PC PS5 so that we can see the, you know, the real breadth of what they can develop here. So uh, I'd like to set a wager with you guys here. Here we go. see a PlayStation 5 and Xbox XSX remaster of Skyrim. Of Skyrim. (laughs) (laughs) Is it coming? coming? (laughs) On the Fallout 76 engine. You know, it's become such a joke um, right now that even Bethesda jokes about it, that you can buy Skyrim on like 38 different devices or or platforms. Um, You would think... You would think the obvious answer is no, but I'm not even confident to say no. That's what I can't the joke say is. no. I mean, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Come on now. Come on. You don't think so? Available no. at launch, Skyrim on PlayStation 5 and Xbox. To be fair, I think what they'll maybe do, right, is do one of those free upgrades. Maybe they just touch it up, do the high-end PC version, and say if you have Skyrim on Xbox One or PS4, you can now download this upgrade on PS5. They've or sold like 80 million copies of yeah. Listen, if I mean, you're playing that game still and you're still super into it, fantastic. But also, tough shit because <laughs> I mean, put your guys on something that's you know actually gonna be cool instead of. I mean, you, you've gotten used to those graphics as well. You know, I mean, you this you don't expect much. Like your expectations are super low if you're like still playing Skyrim. You know, no, when course. I first played it on 360 and a dragon landed in front of me, it was incredible. Incredible. Uh, it, was, it was amazing. Right. Yeah. Um, but come on, we're, we're, we're years and years and years and years past that now. It was like 32 years ago. So. <laughs> it was 84 wow. years ago. Hey, uh, Darren, thanks for joining, man. Good to see you. All, All right. right. 8K120. <laughs> 8K120 Skyrim. <laughs> Texture resolution of 320p. That's yeah. right. Um, and bugs <clears throat> everywhere still. Yep. Yeah, and you're still going to fall through the geometry into no man's land. All right, let's talk about our golden child. He's back. Fantastic. We haven't talked about him in a while. We got an update this week. It was a hell of an update. I mean, just amazing content they're producing. This is our favorite people at BioWare and Anthem. Anthem 2.0. So, I just get depressed. I don't even know where to go with this. So, <laughs> several months ago we heard that they were going to redo Anthem, you know, fix the bugs and kind of redesign the loot system, the mission structure, everything we've talked about, we've wanted, and we've talked about this way too many times on Anthem 2.0. So the assumption, at least I think for the majority of the community, especially given the response I've seen to this, uh, was they've been doing this for several months and that we would see Anthem 2.0 sometime soon because you would think several months from a major development studio, you could kind of fix some systems and put some new stuff out. Uh, so we got a blog post this week from, bear with me, because I want to get this right. I think he was like lead, lead designer for Anthem or something like that. So yeah, Christian Daly. He is the studio director for BioWare Austin and down in your house, Bert, right down the road from you. Um, and so he came out and basically said, we have a team of 30 and we have sat down to begin prototyping how they can improve the areas in Anthem that need improving. So we're going to start talking about how we're going to start talking about improving? Is that basically what Pretty much. Yeah. In fact, I'll read you the exact quote from his writing. He said, the Anthem incubation team has kicked off 
if you've ever run a project before, you know what a kickoff is. And that's pretty much saying this is the very starting point of having these discussions. We are starting to validate our design hypotheses. Incubation is a term we use internally. It essentially means we are going back and experimenting, prototyping to improve on the areas we believe we fell short, pretty much many, and to leverage everything that you love about Anthem. We are a small team, about 30-ish, earning our way forward as we set to hit our first major milestone goals. Spoiler, this is going to be a longer process. Mm. So this dude like sleep with like somebody's wife like up top and like gets put in this like horrible position. Like, yeah. Yes. I mean, my God, man. I mean, just at this point, just stop. Stop. Yeah. I don't care if it's 20 people. I mean, I know 30 isn't a lot of people to be necessarily working on something, but something that you basically are redesigning an entire game and how it works. Um, you're looking at, you know, three years at least i would think i mean just if you're just talking about it i don't understand this just let it go you know can i get a refund for my stupid coins That's my <laughs> no no just go buy some cosmetics and enjoy it so the, the even i think even he to a degree knows the the position he's in because here's the other quote that i want to read we also want to start putting together some regular communications out to everyone to show and talk about these changes in our progress. This blog is one example, but we'll also want to include you on more of the day-to-day -day and hopefully get some real interactions with the team. Okay, that's admirable for what it is. These updates could come in some form of ad hoc live stream, some cool concept art on social media, or, and this is my best, my favorite part, the occasional feed of me curled up in a ball crying in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think he knows. I think this is the team that was working on uh, KOTOR online, uh, that whole game that was the Bioware Austin team that was doing that. I mean, that Bioware Austin team has been cut a lot over the past couple of years, so I, I think they've just been assigned to update Anthem. I don't think this is like a full overhaul that people were expecting. I think the old term was Anthem 2.0. I don't think we're going to get a full Anthem 2.0. I think we're going to get just an update of what things are. I can't imagine Bioware throws tons of resources into an already – game that's already sold what it's going to sell and uh, they're probably working on their next projects in a full force perspective this is just a small skeleton team in my opinion yeah i mean they've said they're working on dragon age right so i would imagine the bulk yeah. of their development resources are on that which makes sense it's their next game but this is just i just don't get it i don't get why you come out how many months ago it's not even six months we're talking got to be 10 12 months now where they talked about doing these fixes and they come out in may of the year prior to new consoles launching and all these mega blockbuster games and saying, yeah, we, we've started, we've kicked off the process of talking about how we're going to improve Anthem. Yeah. Anthem came out February 22nd of 2019. Yeah. So beginning of last year. You've launched that long ago and you're still talking. I mean, even uh, no man's sky fixed the game faster than this and that, and they did massive changes by now. So it's kind of weird. And they earn their respect, right? Yeah. No Man's Sky has turned into an uh, incredible game, a lot of depth, huge community supporting that game, and people love that development team. Now, they're a team of 11 people. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So by, by, by that you know standard, it should be three times as good as No Man's Sky in 20 years. So, uh, <laughs> Unreal Engine 9? Yeah. I mean, oh, it, I, it, I mean, let it die. Sometimes you just got to let it go and just, you know, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. I mean, if anyone, I, if anyone starts singing "Let It Go," I'm booting you from the stream. Yeah, it drives me nuts that these guys. I mean, thirty guys 
you know, in this era of crunch, you know, could probably go really far into helping alleviate some people's, you know, workloads on games like Dragon Age 4, maybe, you know, so just do something that's worthwhile at this point. Dan, I, mean, you, you, I, I can't you even imagine. Schreier to, you should get Schreier to look into what's going on with Anthem 2.0. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's see what he says. Probably just Dan was up. talking to him this morning over breakfast, and um, they. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, Darren uh, made a good point too. Drive Club. If if you play Drive Club at launch or in the beta, uh, I was part of that. Um, it wasn't very good, and that Evolution Studios team turned it into a great game over time. It took a long yeah. time, but they turned, and then they got disbanded, which is depressing. Um, but yeah, they did that. And Elo made a good point too, is you can tell that the No Man's Sky team is helmed by passion, right? There's passion for that game. They wanted it to be, they had a vision of what that game should be and they set out against all odds to create it. And sure, they set some wrong expectations early on and we all know the story of No Man's Sky, but look at it now. So good on them. But they have right. so much money. That's the thing, you know? I mean, like it's EA. They, they could have just, you know, look at all this money I have. But they all, didn't, you had, you know, all you had to say was EA, Dan. That's all you had to say. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they've got a billion in microtransaction revenue, you know, from last quarter. I'm sure they're, you know, oh, right up there with Activision. Yeah. But I, so here's a question, right? Let's pose this one. Here's a here's a, a bet we can have or a, a conversation point. If Dragon Age 4 comes out, no, whenever it comes out, end of next year, whatever, and it flops, like Andromeda, like Bioware's Anthem, done. Bioware's yeah, done. Is, is the Bioware that we love and grew up with at that point officially dead? Oh yeah, it's already dead for me to be honest with you. Um, after, after Andromeda, <laughs> and, after Andromeda, and after um, Anthem, I mean, I don't, I, I, I'm not excited for Bioware stuff anymore. The same way I once was. I mean, back, I mean, to a certain extent, people were upset with Mass Effect Three. Um, so, I yeah. mean, that's two and a half fails. Uh, for I mean, how many chances do you get in the gaming industry? You don't get almost any anymore. You screw up one game, sometimes you're done. And Mass Effect Three was nine years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, a lot of, you know, a lot, maybe some people don't realize, but a lot of the talent at Bioware, the core group that yeah. developed some of those amazing RPGs we grew up with, like KOTOR, they're gone. They've long gone. Some of those guys are at Obsidian, funny enough. Yeah. Mm. There's also rumors of a KOTOR remaster slash remake going around. Yep. I don't know how much real that is, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. We ran that story. I don't know. I don't remember where that rumor came from, how valid it is or not, but. No. I, think right. talk, I think you talked to Casey, right, on that one? Did you did you email him back? <laughs> no. no. Casey's too busy playing Anthem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 1.2. 1.2. He's uh, prototyping as we speak. All right. So let's talk about what we are currently playing. Let's talk about some current games. So, on, Ains, uh, Ains, I, want, I want to slow you down for one second yep. um, before we talk about this because – I thought you would have mentioned this in the news and releases, and I thought you would have been playing this already, but are you aware that Super Mega Baseball 3 has come out this week? <laughs> that is like one of your favorite games it of is. all time. It you haven't talked about it with us. No, all, all time's a little stretch, but um, yeah, I do love some Super Mega Baseball. I used to make clips of it, did a review on the first one, loved the second one to death. So yes, it, 3 is out. Uh, the problem I have with that development team is I think they've gone away from their ideals because... They, took, they made a huge bunch of improvements from one to two, right? And they moved to three really quickly from uh, two. And there's not a whole lot of improvements from two. And I hate when companies do that because they're charging it like a full-priced sequel, like, you know, the next iteration of this game. Um, and it's really not a big improvement over two like two was to one. So that's why I'm kind of down on it right now and I haven't picked it up. 
it's getting reviewed really, really well. So um, it's a great game, but it's it's mm -hmm. not. If you already have two, it's not really worth the investment on three. Gotcha. I mean, okay. unless you're really into it, of course. But oh man, yeah. For the people in chat and listening stuff, there's super mega baseball. I made an entire team of our friends. So I have Bert on the team. I have guys you don't know on the team, Dan, and and we're my whole lineup. And I have clips of hitting home runs with different guys. Everyone looks like themselves. I had a ball with that game. Yeah, it's pretty much the modern equivalent of what we loved about Ken Griffey on the SNES. Yeah, people. A lot of people are saying with three in the reviews that I've watched that if you don't want the super deep simulation that is MLB the Show, that Super Mega Baseball Three is where it's at. It actually has a lot yeah. of realism to it. Um, but some of the art style is not everybody's favorite, but it's still a fun, unique art style that you. Can it, play it's like the um, everybody's golf equivalent of baseball. Yeah, it's yeah. if you want actual physics engine and it plays like the real sport. But you like the kind of humor and graphic, you know, design of it. That's exactly what it is. It's a fantastic game. I highly recommend it. Um, right. <laughs> Darren, you know, people in the UK kind of laugh at baseball, and he called it rounders, which is what my mom does all the time. She's like, rounders <laughs> is a game for girls. Why? Why do they play it like a sport over here? Hey, <laughs> that's like the American pastime, right there, pretty much. Uh, I know. Well, you know, we've got a lot of negative pastimes, but we'll leave that alone. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Moving on. What do you guys been playing? <laughs> right, what do you guys been playing, Dan? Dan's just sitting over there in the corner wondering what's going how on. We, how we equivalent, you know, making I don't know. All right. Anyway, I've been playing, funny enough, Mass Effect Andromeda. Don't know why. <laughs> I was like, oh, try this out again. See if you got any better. It's still terrible. Are, are you are you bug testing for Bioware, Dan? Is that what yeah. Yeah. It's Andromeda 2.0. Um, I, I went back just because I was like, okay, I don't really remember why this game was so bad and everybody said it was so bad and I, I i did enjoy most of it you know i mean i love the combat and it was really fun i want to see how it was you know holding up it's rough now and, you know and i was like well they fixed all the animations the facial animations they really kind of did somewhat like there's still some parts where i'm just like why does my character look like they're 102 years old you know it, it, it's just so weird like just the mouth movements and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but it's still like the combat's still pretty fun. Um, it's gone now. I, 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 I got about, I don't know, a third of the way through. And I was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. Um, that and so it's something, something like this. What? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that might be being generous. <laughs> like that, like that yeah. crazy ex that you talk to every once in a while. Oh, if so you're, fun. if you're, if your girlfriend ever gives you that look run, yeah. yeah. All right. Leave quickly. Yep. But uh, it, yeah, it's it's not holding up. So sad, but it's what it is. Uh, then I went back and finished the Odyssey DLC for Assassin's Creed. Um, that was really hard to do when you go back into a game that you haven't played for a long time, and then try to remember how it, everything works and mm -hmm. you know just the controls and everything. So, but I did it finally. So that thing is. I mean, it's obviously not. Thousand out of a thousand, but I've finished uh, the DLC. It was really good. Um, uh, the reason I like Odyssey, I think, is you know we kind of talked about it a little bit in chat. Was uh, there's not a whole lot of animus stuff going on here. Yeah. So yeah, I started Syndicate this morning, like I told you guys. And the first intro is the whole animus and you know the yeah, story. And I'm like, I just I don't care about this stuff. It doesn't interest me at all. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Um, sure that I mean I play a little bit of Hyperdot. Try to get into that a little bit. Um, I actually, I've been going through my backlog, just trying to find something to kind of 
pique my interest and you know try to find something to play i've downloaded this is probably a huge mistake batman uh arkham knight um Ooh. so did you ever finish that down i did i did i went through it one time but there's a lot of dlc that i have yep. that i never played so like a lot like mm-hmm. 30 different downloads for that one game um which is fine arkham, arkham city or night you said arkham, arkham night, night. Okay. There's actually only three story downloads, Dan. All the uh, downloads you're getting are skins for Batman and also the Batmobile. I thought there was there was the click there was a Harley Quinn one. Oh yeah, that one. was that was pre-order DLC. It's really really short. You're looking at no. maybe an hour and a half to two hours for that. Oh, crap. Well, that's yeah. fine. I mean, it's that you know it's downloading, so hopefully mm-hmm. that'll be there shortly. And then Sniper Ghost Warrior three or something. I, I, that's one of those games that I haven't played yet that I want to try. Mm-hmm. Playing a whole mix of games. So yeah, I see. Oh, that looks good. I'll try that. And <laughs> see what happens. Um, but it's just been kind of back and forth. It's it's this whole quarantine thing is driving me crazy. You know, you get to a point where it's just like, man, I am bored out of my mind. Even playing video games, I'm just getting to the point where I'm just like, I need something fresh. That's why I'm looking forward to you know, Last of Us Two and yeah, uh, Ghost of. There's gonna be a lot of oh yeah, and Paper Mario. There's gonna be a lot here yeah. shortly, which is good. Uh, I didn't realize Alden joined chat. What's up? He said, somebody get my donkey. Get, giddy up. <laughs> giddy up, Alden. And Elu, uh, yeah, shout out to Borderlands 3. Definitely does keep getting better. They're they're doing a ton of updates to that game. It's pretty impressive that's, how quickly they're throwing that out, actually. That's coming out here. I think I saw Greg Miller say something about that, their, their new DLC. You, I think you mean you saw something about Season Gaming reported on that? Yep. Yeah, well, you know, the first thing that popped up that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. That'll be announced. Yeah, the third expan- Yeah, the third full expansion. Yeah, but even between the expansions, they're updating. You know, they did the whole 2.0 loot and the Mayhem uh, 10. I was I actually got back into that with some friends um, because I hadn't played the expansion, so I got back into that. I'm playing through the Handsome Jackpot now on Mayhem 7, I think we were playing, and it's absolute chaos. But, oh, I have a screenshot where, honestly, after one battle, there were probably easily 15 to 20 legendaries sitting there on every single battle. Um, so it's just it's crazy how much it's like loot loot explosion basically. So it's a lot of fun. Wow, yeah. wow. Bert, looks yeah, like you've been playing quite a bit too. Yeah, I'm kind of been all over the place as well. I finished uh, Yakuza Kiwami, um, which nice. was technically the first one okay. uh, remake. Uh, fantastic game. I didn't dive as deep into this one as I did in Zero. Um, there's so many of them that I just want to get through with them. I want to play Kiwami 2 next, and then there's obviously the remasters, and then I still got to get to 6. That one's still in the wrapper that I need to get to, so I'm pushing through them. Always remind uh, me, guys, what's the new, new one? 6. In the, in the new engine? Yeah, 6 is the new engine. Um, okay. They then went back and remade one and two which is technically kiwami one and two right and there's also yakuza zero which is a prequel to part one which came way after the original ones were developed and then the remasters which recently came out um on playstation um are three four and five they're just a remaster they're not a remake so they're running in 1080 60 is it dan 1080 60. maybe i don't think any of the any of the yakuza games go over 1080. really no 14 40 30. No, I think no, they're I, all pretty much 1080. <laughs> 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 uh, I will say that they're really good looking games. Oh, yeah, I mean, sure. uh, Yakuza 6 is fantastic looking. Kiwami 1 and 2 look amazing for the. I mean, if you were ever a Yakuza fan, it's amazing what they did for those games. Their so, character models are some of the best. Yeah. Game, yeah so, and then, it, it, like a dragon, they've alluded to being a launch title this fall, right? Mm-hmm. With um, 
that, with, is, uh, that, that is a complete reboot, a complete new character. The only character that has been seen from the original ones is Goro Majima. If you've, if you've played the game, he's in the trailer briefly. He's going with the eye patch that is pretty okay. Yeah. Um, but it's a whole new character, whole new story. Supposed to be in the same region, but not even the same exact little town. New gameplay style. You got to keep in mind that the old Yakuza games, they went one through six different games. They had a re uh, a prequel. So there's technically seven games of the original story and everything. I think it's time for them to move on a bit uh, to something new. So I'm excited to see what Electric Dragon is. Um, I have started Take Me to the Moon this morning. A very interesting game so far. Good things. I'm it quite a bit. Uh, it takes a bit to get into as well. Um, Listen, hold on real quick. That has been called so many different things. It's, it's deliver us the moon, isn't it? Deliver oh, us the moon. Deliver us yeah. to the moon. Yes, yes. <laughs> just getting <laughs> no part. Deliver us to the moon. Yeah. Deliver, yeah. On Game Pass, it's, it's super uh, good. Yeah, it's good so far. I'm about an hour and a half into it, so I'm still yeah. early on. There's definitely, if you have any vertigo while playing games, don't play this game. Um, there's sure. uh, some interesting stuff. Been continuing to play Call of Duty Warzone. Got another W uh, this uh, yesterday. That's a lot of fun. And I nice. just finish, finished Hyperdot, so um, that Sweet. was a great game. I think we talked to that guy earlier today. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Carl's out there saying he's playing Street Fighter 2 just to confirm he's still the greatest of all time. Uh, don't don't bring that shit in here. Uh-uh. Shit. Uh-uh. He's probably we'll like go. a Dolcine player or something, one of those weirdos. We'll have a Street Fighter 2 <laughs> Dolcine player. He's just like, fireball, fireball, <laughs> fireball, fireball. Um <laughs> that's awesome uh speak you know you guys were talking a lot about yakuza and i wanted to show you my face while uh listening to yakuza i looked a lot like that <laughs> i just yeah i just uh, it's actually did, really really good it's got some of the best story and writing ever that i've ever played i did download um i don't know if it's zero kwami because there's two on game pass now i downloaded one of them and i just zero and kwami yeah yeah i just haven't started it so um I'm in the same place. I've been kind of all over the place. I'm I'm playing my consistent game, what I call like the live service game. So still play. We play Warzone or PUBG once in a while. Still playing the hell out of tanks. Um, playing a lot of Smite because that battle pass actually finishes on Tuesday. So trying to finish that battle pass. So I've been playing some extra of that. So really just playing a lot of kind of multiplayer or um, service games because there's a lot of events. One thing these uh, service games are doing really well, and we've seen it in um, Call of Duty. You know, they've just got all kinds of new stuff that keeps popping in. World of Tanks is like every day there's something new and they have weekend events, they have weekly events, they've got all kinds of things going on. Smite's the same way, there's Battle Pass and different skins and games and it's just, these companies have gotten really good at adding new content. Borderlands 3 we were just talking about uh, adding new content to keep players engaged and when you play multiple of them, it's hard. Like every day I'm like, alright, I gotta do these six missions and tanks to get this and I'm like, but I need to play some Smite so I can get my points for the Battle Pass and it it's like I'm running out of time to even play all the service games, never mind any single-player stuff. Yeah. So I did start Syndicate this morning. I don't know. I'm, I'm not an Assassin's Creed guy up until the, they turned them into RPGs. They just they don't do the same thing for me that I know a lot of people love about those games. I played the first mer- mission of Syndicate. I finished it this morning, and to be honest with you, it bored me to tears. Um, I, does it open up? Does it become an open-world experience yeah. at some oh, point? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good. I'll, I'll keep the first two to three, maybe even four hours. They're introducing you to the brother and the sister in the game that you play as. Yeah, I just got to the um, sister. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. It's uh, a lot darker than a lot of the other ones too. So I like it, it mainly because it's it's the, the UK back in the day and kind of what was happening in there. That's running to play it. Characters around like Karl Marx. I mean, um, there's a lot of people that you see and and talk to, which is really cool. Yep. Okay. 
Yeah, I'll try and stick with it then. I did install that. I tried to go back to Origins. I'm like, like I said, I'm in the middle of the game and I have no idea what I was doing. I, so I don't know if I'm going to jump back in that. I'm just super pumped about Valhalla, like I think a lot of people are. Um, there was one other game I was going to mention. Oh, still playing Gears Tactics. I'm actually halfway through uh, Act 2 on that. So I'm uh, working my th- way through it. I really like it. It's a great change. I know we touched on that before. So I don't know if I'm going to do an article on that one or not. We'll see. But um, it's, it's a good time just to kind of try a bunch of games you know game pass has been pumping out games left and right we saw final fantasy 9 release this week and i i installed it and i'm like do i really want to go back and try to play through final fantasy 9 right now i don't know don't know and luckily uh if you've got the switch uh rygar this new game you might not have heard of but that is uh that's launching this week too fucking rygar <laughs> what what year? Let's uh, don't, don't look it up. Look, don't look at it. What year did that game release? Let's take bets. Ninety two and eighty five and ninety two. It's definitely in the eighties. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. definitely in the eighties. I'm gonna say eighty seven. I'm saying eighty seven. No, oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind then. I thought it was a. I never played it, so I don't know. Oh, me and me and you split the difference. Then you said eighty five. I said eighty seven. It's actually eighty six. Yeah, that surprised me. It's one of the earlier ones. That's when you had yeah. the shield, man. I love Drogar, man. So, well, it was great back in the day, yeah. So the the arcade hardware that ran that ran at four megahertz. Whoa, sweet, blazing. Slow down. All right, fellas. Um, So it has been a blast. It was awesome. If you uh, came in late to the show, we talked to Charles McGregor at the start of the show for about half an hour, who is the uh, developer of HyperDot, the head of Tribe Games. So if you missed that and want to talk about some of the things, um, or excuse me, want to hear some of the things we talked with him about uh, on his introduction to Game Pass, working through the ID at Xbox program, really, really a good guy and a fun conversation. And uh, so definitely check that out. We've got um, some things in the works, HyperDot reviews up on the site. Um, Carl, who's in the chat right now, is working on a retrospective on the Xbox 360. So uh, one of the most meaningful consoles you know ever uh, created in terms of the industry and what it did for the industry. So that's coming along. Uh, Ryan, who many of you know as Cloud Online, he's actually uh, got a review code for Maneater, that new game that looks hilarious where you play as a shark, like a shark RPG. Uh, so he's going to be doing the review on that for us. And then um, we've got a, another new contributor that's going to be getting introduced here shortly named Steve Esposito. He is on Twitter. Uh, I just worked with him yesterday to get him set up, and he's going to be working on content as well in the future and uh, even giving us uh, some more breadth of the content we provide because uh, he plays on all platforms, of course, like we all do. But he also plays uh, on PC, plays a lot of World of Warcraft. He does a lot of opinion pieces. So we will be interested to have him join the site as well. So... With all that, uh, Bert, what have you been up to? Uh, anything you want to shout out? Uh, great having you back on. Thanks for um, stopping by today. No, just uh, enjoy gaming, guys. Enjoy it for what it is. Don't take any uh, specific sides. A lot of fun stuff coming, and just keep the hobby fun. That's all I got to say. Cool. Yeah, Damn. Man. Yeah. I'll see you next week. <laughs> no pants yeah. on again. Dan's like, I was here, and I'll, uh, I'll be here same spot next week. So. Yes, I will be. All right, guys. Thanks for everyone who joined the chat. Really appreciate it. And we will see you on BitCast 106 next Saturday. Take care.